Kelly McGee, and it is 11-8-2020, and we're going to listen to the Higher Side Chat, and we want you to listen to it with us. How's that? I don't mean to rhyme. Sometimes it just happens like that. Here we go. Oops, that's not it. Where'd it go? Now, what's going on? Here we go. Don't do that to me. Congratulations, YouTube. You did it. You wore me down and you sucked me back in. I have too many subscribers here just to walk away entirely, especially with no alternative that truly stacks up and so many copycat channels uploading my shows for me anyway. But we can't forget the THC's account here is on thin ice. And so the YouTube version of the show has to be prefaced with this little PSA, only to say that episodes that contain the kinds of themes that have been regularly banned on YouTube will not appear here. And even with that precaution, there's already enough in the archive to get us removed. So remember that the higher side chats could be banned or put in timeout again at any time. And I won't be able to tell you guys about it. So if you feel like it's been too long since you've heard from me here on this digital dystopian draconian data mining monster of a police state seeking platform, your first step should be to check the higher side chats.com for the latest shows. All right. All right. Enjoy. Brace yourself, because you're about to dive into another free first-hour episode of the Higher Side Chats. And we just want to let you know that whether you're looking for a companion through your paranoid insomnia, entertaining yourself through one of life's mundane activities, or trying to ward off the internal screams of all those sad, smothered souls around the office, THC is here. And you should know that every episode of the Higher Side Chats has an entire second hour for Plus members. Sign up at thehiresidechats.com, and you get years of Plus show archives, lifetime forum access, a special invite to Greg Carlin's monthly joint sessions, MP3s of THC music, bonus episodes, more videos, and 10% off t-shirts, grinders, and whatever else ends up in the higher side store. It's $8 a month that you won't miss, so become a Plus member and treat yourself in these troubled times. Always action-packed and commercial-free, which means you'll unfortunately never hear my voice again. San Diego. I'm Greg Carlwood, and one of the biggest lessons we've learned is just how wrong the materialism paradigm is. The very paradigm that underscores what Western society deems to be valid science and what's to be discarded as silly fantasy. Yet in almost every slice of the pie of life, we find that the stuff they've left to the cutting room floor is not only real, but some of the most valuable parts. Consciousness is more than just an illusionary byproduct of the brain. Mental phenomenon, out-of-body experience, and remote viewing have been demonstrated more than enough to be accepted. Psychedelics do more than just alter brain chemistry. Tesla had it more right than Edison on electricity. 
Ether physics explains flying machines modern science says are impossible, yet people have been seen for years. Exotic energy sources that could change the world are waiting right outside the materialist box. And of course, the right incantation can summon spirits. Well, it seems like most cultures around the globe and throughout history have acknowledged at least some of these things, but inside the arrogance of the Western bubble, they act like there's nothing to it at all. And of all the branches on the high strangeness tree, one of the most intriguing is the rare blend of art and science known as alchemy and the strange material called Ormus. Lucky for us, today's guest, Christine Emmons, is well-versed in these topics, and she wrote the textbook on how to experience it firsthand for yourself, called Ormus Modern Day Alchemy, the primer of Ormus collection processes, which has become the gold standard for Ormus seekers and the Ormus collecting community. And she's just the one to do it too, as Chris was a conventional career pharmacist before stumbling down the alchemical Ormus rabbit hole, eventually being trained by the best of the best in Don Nance and Barry Carter. She also runs an online Ormus store and academy at EmmonsEssentialEssence.com, and it is a real treat to have her here. The reviver of lost arts and alchemical teacher extraordinaire, Chris, welcome to the higher side. Greg, you've done the best job of opening people's minds to this topic. (laughs) I try, I try. It's difficult, but man... This is really awesome. I really appreciate you reaching out to me after hearing that we're interested in alchemy around here. Probably one of the Phoenix Aurelius episodes, I would assume. But you shared your book with me, and you really just lay it all out there. The book really is a very straightforward expose on a multitude of collection processes, I think 13, and the best materials to extract it from Which is great, because I've yet to see anything Ormus-related that spells out the process so clearly and really gives people the tools to get involved themselves, so kudos to you on that. Excellent, and I have to say that the voices you don't hear are the colleagues that worked with me on the book, and we were asked to create a book so that the current Ormusa community and the future would have a solid reference. And so we worked very, very hard, Barry Carter, Don Nance, others who don't want to be named because this is such a fringe knowledge that honestly they were happy to help and leave it at that. So you all have the material available to you and it's there for posterity now and in the future and we are just thrilled that it's there for you. Now, as time evolved and people who agreed with my outreach, which is to raise awareness of Ormus and how it can benefit people, animals, and plants, some of them, they understood the technology of the computer, which I do not. And that's why, Greg, it's so important that we're talking because you don't see me on YouTubes, because I've tried and I cannot make them work. So thank you. Yes. So these colleagues came forth and said, look, you know, you have reached so many people and we want to help you. So we're going to help you create anything that you want on the web. And that is the only reason why you can go online, you can Google, 
Ormus Academy, and you will have about wow. 25, 28 learning units from the ground up. I love it. So much of this show and this alternative realm is just about finally finding a resource that you've probably been seeking or racking your brain about for a long time. So it's a beautiful thing that people who are interested in this can now be plugged right in. And even still, you do say that this is a field in its infancy. There's so much more to learn. It's definitely largely off the radar for most people. And even though we've talked about it a bit before, Let's give the people some history. Of course, there is probably an ancient component to that history, but most people tend to start the story with David Hudson, who really rediscovered and popularized this in modern times. Is that right? He popularized the energy that we associate with minerals, which we call M state, which stands for metaphysical state or meta state. And so he's the one that had his finger on the rediscovery that this energy does not act in the parameters of standard physics. And he did that in the 80s. He discovered the energy and the anomalous results, characteristics of the materials. And today, it wouldn't be so upper-browed like what because we understand there's something called quantum physics and quantum physics do not follow the standard physics model. So we've been imprinted with the knowledge that something exists, a something, NX exists beyond our three dimensions and you could say four dimensions if you include time. Mm-hmm. And so how did David discover this? It was just in his field, is that? the story he was a multi-generate he is a multi-generational agriculturist with huge tracts of land out in arizona the land in arizona it doesn't have a lot of humus it's mainly dirt like rocks little little rocks so they don't hold water and so in order to amend his dirt he needed to break down these rocks and so he applied very strong chemicals to the rocks, acres and acres, and his initial discovery was that something was forming on top of these rocks, and he wanted to know what that was. Mm -hmm. It was unexpected. So that's where he followed down the trail, and he had a lot of money to do that, which we don't have, and he discovered that these materials carried these characteristics of superfluidity, Johansson tunneling, and a superconductivity. And so it was in the 90s when Barry Carter was first experiencing some anomalous behavior with materials that his friends who were aware of mining, which is completely understood because Barry lived in Baker, Oregon, and the history of that area is mining. And I've talked to Barry about this. He was able to look over his friend's shoulder as an unknowledgeable individual seeing things that were happening with the chemicals and the materials that they were working on on that shouldn't happen. And so about the same time he 
heard about David Hudson and went to his lectures. And from there evolved what we call the Ormus community, which follows the parameters that Ormus contains two important aspects. The first is the micro minerals in it, trace minerals in an ion form has a charge. Once it's broken up, it's very loosely held together in the material we call Ormus. And once that is broken in the body, stomach, and the intestines, then the charged mineral can go right through the body and do all the things These that are, are just known about minerals. It also has the other element, which is an energetic element that we call the M state that I mentioned I before, so cool. that is what buffs up the benefits of the minerals. So marrying those two together, a top. we so have, a have called it Ormus. It's like apple. Okay. When I love you just apples. have to be shown an apple to know what an apple is. Okay. So using synonyms for Ormus, I'm going to direct everybody's mind to the words pico minerals, meaning they're really little. They're not in a stone. They're not in a pebble. They're not in a granule. They're not in a compressed tablet of granules. They're not in a capsule filled with loose granules. They are pico, so your body can absorb them. Another synonym, original restorative minerals. Well, we break that down. Original is nothing more than they are basic. They come from the beginning. Restorative is that it restores biological entities, plant, animal, people. It does that because we need trace minerals in our body to run our body. So it's restorative and they are minerals. Hence, original restorative minerals. And then, and this is even the biggest thing for the audience, and for me, when I was learning, it's what drove me forward. Synonym, open source restoration minerals. Open source means that if you do not wish to, you do not have to go to the store and buy it. You can collect it yourself. And for there, I will direct you to Ormus it's Academy and the article really entitled jump up and Collect down. Ormus Yourself. For learning how to learn the ways to do it yourself. Now, when the warmest minerals come from seawater or sea salt, natural sea salt that we've dissolved in distilled water to make seawater, and from that we collect the mineral ions, loosely bind them to our binding material, and then they form and fall. At that point, you can call Ormus sea solids. So what is Ormus? It's essential mineral nutrients. They're extracted from mineral rich sources because minerals are everywhere. But it doesn't mean the source that you're grabbing to collect the Ormus from is so pregnant with the minerals that a whole bunch drops down and makes it worth your effort. That makes a lot of sense. And in the book, you write that 
to grasp more fully what M state might represent, we need to think from the viewpoint of our universe. And I like that, but explain that a bit for the people. What is there to say about the underlying philosophy that helps to demystify what this stuff really is? Oh, that's really neat. That gets into this energy that we call M state. And M state, if you backtrack it from the very beginning, there's something in the universe that we could call source or God. And source created the archetype of everything that has ever been in the material or ever will be in the material is contained in sources archetypes. So as we come out through the universe, the archetypes have been imprinted or downloaded, whatever word we can grasp in our mind, onto mineral elements. So the mineral elements are coming into our world and they're in the world. So there you have and they've been pre-downloaded with the information from source. And they come in from we'll say the above, the unseen, into the below, which is the seen, where we see actually now the minerals have created in their own unique archetypal manner the shapes that were imprinted in them. We can call them the platonic shapes, the circle and the cube and the tetrahedron into form everything that we see in this world in the physical. Right on. I love it. It's very intriguing. And it seems odd that something so fundamental and extractable with fairly simple processes could be kept out of the scientific paradigm. What do you say when you're confronted with someone who is just convinced that there must be nothing to this because otherwise it would be out there. We would know about it. Western science would acknowledge it. What do you say when confronted with those kind of issues? The fact that's a many facets. So you're focused on the fact that we're not being told with a capital T. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. Well, if we were told, then they would have to go back to our soils, which have been overworked. And we all know that. In the past, most recent past, you know, taken about prior to 1940 and past, the agricultural land was allowed to lie fallow every three years, do nothing, but they did let the cows and the horses walk on it. So as the vegetation decomposed and went back into the soil, those elements were added also. You go back to the Bible and I am looking at a quote from Leviticus 25.3 and the Bible says, Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. So the soil was allowed to remineralize. In modern practice, it's gone even less than three years. They come and they say, We're letting the land rest seasonally, not even annually. 
So a farmer might engage in harvesting one crop in the late spring and then letting it rest during the summer and then followed another crop in the fall. I live in an agricultural area. I moved there in 17 and I see not only that, but this, I see after they have removed all of the vegetation from the previous harvest and the ground is left smooth and bare and there's nothing living on it to remineralize. So this is the basis for y'all to get it. And so if they address it to you, then you're gonna have to go back. You won't be allowed to be asleep in the matrix. You'll be forced to think, okay? And this was, they tried, there has been. In 1936, Senator Mr. Duncan Fletcher addressed back then that the agricultural soil was lacking. He presented to Congress in that year, you can look it up, Senate Document 264, and it addressed the depletion of minerals in the soil. Nothing was done about his addressing, but he did ask that this be placed in the permanent congressional record so that it would always be there to be seen. Now, here's what he wrote, because this is important, and I don't want it to be just hearsay, okay? Quote, do you know that most of us today are suffering from certain dangerous diet deficiencies which cannot be remedied until the depleted soils from which our foods come are brought into proper mineral balance? The alarming fact is that foods, fruits and vegetables and grains, now being raised on millions of acres of land that no longer contains enough of certain needed minerals are starving us, no matter how much of them we eat. This talk about minerals is novel and quite startling. In fact, a realization of the importance of minerals in food is so new that the textbooks on nutritional dietetics contain very little about it. Nevertheless, it is something that concerns all of us and the further we delve into it, the more startling it becomes. Some better than I thought. Quote. I do a lot of needlepoint so, and we, crochet. 1936. And, and because the uh, farmers did what they did with the rotation so being diminished, the soils weren't getting enough nutrients. So what they I came heard. up with, what scientists came up with is artificial fertilizers or synthetic fertilizers and that would be your nitrogen potassium and phosphate so instead of the plant getting its trace minerals the nitrogen forced the plant to make leaves and the potassium forced the roots to get a little bigger and the phosphorus forced the flowers that create the fruit to form. There was such a backlash in the 40s when this was brought out to the farmers. They were so angry at having to use this that they called it foo-foo dust, which is what it is. It produces a product that looks like what we would recognize as food from the plant, but it's devoid of your trace minerals. 
So you're really lucky to hear about this. I'm really happy to be here to have an opportunity to get you excited about why it's important for you. Yes. Yes, I'm excited as well. And the system we have today, it doesn't even acknowledge the human soul or spirit. So so the spirit or soul of minerals is definitely off the radar. And of course, so there is this bit of suppression, but also Ormus or the M state of minerals is sort of difficult to even detect with modern equipment, right? Because it's kind of ethereal. Yes, because it has energies that are too small for us to see or measure. It's not seeable. It doesn't follow our standard physics. So it's outside of this realm, but interacting with this realm. And how we can show that it exists in the Ormus community are things that we see during our collections. And so you can see something and then you can really see it where you see it three, four levels down. Uh And it shows you that there's something there that shouldn't be, we're seeing the characteristics of it that shouldn't be in our standard physics. And the things that we've seen, I'll share a couple. Yes. It's when you're doing the precipitation of the mineral ions to form their loosely bonds, which makes them available to form and fall. Sometimes, a lot of times, you will see that the precipitate, you give it time to settle. And what you'll see is the precipitate will rise into two distinct layers or more. It won't just stay on the bottom. Sometimes when you're doing the precipitate, this has also occurred to me, it was such that I had to call my mentors because I was visually freaking out. (laughs) I was doing my precipitate from the seawater made from the hydrated sea salt, natural sea salt. And as the precipitate was forming, it forms like a white flake. It was twinkling and it was sparkling. I took a picture of it. It's in the Ormus Academy in that whole article, learning unit is in part three, Ormus material and chemical behavior, search for M state. Now they explained to me that photons of light may be being released as the M state leaves the above, the firmament, and creates the below, what we see in the physical world. They actually called it somatids, somatids. And they equated it to what happens in humans, something that we can now see. They can't explain it, but we can see. They have observed that a flash of light happens when a sperm fertilizes the egg. So energetically, something is occurring when the above energy is coming into the below. So see how we talked about, you can see it, I see twinkling, and then you can go deeper down, either with study or intuitive thinking, dwelling on, or your mentor, 
can explain it to you, it's always good to have a mentor. And that's why I have the Facebook page, Orma's A Page for Beginners. It's where you can ask questions and I and others will jump in to answer your questions because the whole point is you need to move forward if the topic interests you. And that's part of what my goal is, is to interest you, to get you on the train, and then to develop the tracks for that train to get you to good place for your own life walk. And hence the book, the Facebook page. I have a newsletter to subscribe to, Chris Emmons Ormus News Newsletter. You can subscribe at the website. I put together do-it-yourself Ormus collection kits. Yes. It's not that hard. But I know myself many times, I don't want to wade through things so I could appreciate it when I was told by my, you want to call them colleagues in the Ormus community, that I'm doing people a disservice to teach them to these levels of degrees, get them excited, show them how to collect it and say, now you're on your own until you collect it yourself. So I said, yeah, you got a point there. I will put together a do-it-yourself kit with everything that's needed attached to a four-part video that shows me doing the process. And that's at my YouTube channel called Faceics, F-A-C-E-I-C-S. The idea is to move that train forward for you. Now, not everybody wants to do that. They want to know about it. They're excited to know about it. They agree with the concept, but they just want to buy it pre-made. I never offered these things until I think it was 2016 when my colleague said, you know, Chris, you think you're helping people, and you are, but you're really leaving a flat side. So I I didn't want to agree with that because I was all about, I'm a philosopher, I'm a teacher. How could I negate what they said? I dwelled on it and I came back to them and I said, I don't like it, you're right, and I will. So I put together all my knowledges and I have created what is called Discovery in Action Ormus buried in the ground. Because during my studies, I learned that in the past, they knew things that you bury in the ground are exposed to the energies from the earth coming up in rhythmic oh, cycles. And they become different. They become open. energized. And so... I said, I want the best. If I'm going to share with people to maintain their excitement, I'm doing that. And then I reported that I was doing that. I was getting responses. I got a response from a friend of Ralph's who lives in the home state of Michigan who works with tools. And his response was, Ralph, I want you to know that it is known that if we sharpen our tool and we bury it in the ground... He didn't say for how long. Uh He said, and we take it out, and I'm sure it's in a container. He said that the tool will maintain its sharpness longer. Is that cool? So discovery is kept in the ground for one lunar month, at least 28 days, usually at 30. 
And in that time, it, I mean, I live in the country and I'm exposed in the morning to the sounds of birds and at the night, the cicades and, uh, and the rain and the wind. And I'm going, wow, I am so excited just for me that I got to learn this. And that's why you want to talk with other knowledgeable people who are really working, working their life walk and their life walk happens to be a topic you're interested in. Yes, very well said. And that is something I like about your store. I interview a lot of people who maybe make esoteric tinctures and stuff like this, and they are always selling products. And you're the first store I've seen where you're selling the kit with the materials separated and then giving instructions on how to combine them, trying to make it as easy as possible for people to actually see the process. And that's what I love about this because when things are somewhat mysterious, sometimes they remain vague. And the reality is if there's truth to this, it can, it can, you can be bold with it. You can just tell people about it straight up and let it speak for itself. And of course, the question everyone wants to know is like, what can Ormus do for me? People use it topically, they ingest it. What sort of effects does it have when they do this? So we have to just in a moment be reminding that these minerals in this form is what I'm excited about because they're easily absorbed because they break easily apart into ions. And so they easily get into the body, bioavailable, assimilated into the cells. So now, once they're in the cells, now this is a big topic. Everybody just, you know, windshield wash their mind, okay? Because it's not difficult. And I so appreciate this time that you're giving me because the reason you can't share about Ormus in real time with people is you only get elevator moments with people and then their mind clicks down and if you want to understand Ormus it needs a little longer than that so you've got the minerals in the body and you've got the end state of the minerals in the body which boosts their benefit now they're in the body and they're running you know what people don't realize in a book that I want to refer to you to, I'm holding it right now, Minerals for the Genetic Code by Charles Walters. What we've learned is that your DNA requires, at this point they know, 64 trace minerals to form your DNA. Your DNA is integral to everything that happens in your body from the length of your hair to the texture of your skin. And it is responsible for all the replications that go on in the body. And so you need to have integritous DNA so that they'll replicate cells with integrity. Because we've heard that every seven years you have a new body because the old cells have a life cycle. Every day, it's estimated that your body is producing 20 million new cells. So if we need trace minerals in our DNA, and we've already been there that we're bereft in them, then by building up our DNA, every process in the body 
is going to work better. The brain, your physical body, your mental body, and your emotional body, which are the four aspects that make up you. So the fact that it does this to DNA is the first track that I asked you to wipe the wiper blade on your brain. The second track is our glands. People don't really think much about glands, but the glands are what run the body because of the hormones that they produce. And there's a plethora of hormones and there's a plethora of glands. Looking at glands, I can refer you to a chart that I bought. It's rather large. It's a wall chart. It's called the Endocrine Gland Wall Chart by N.W. Walker. And it shows all the glands and how they interplay via their hormones uh, with other glands. In order for the glands to work, they need trace minerals. So we don't usually, let's just throw them out there. Uh, The pineal, the pituitary, the thyroid, the thymus, the adrenals, the pancreas, the gonads, which would be your ovaries and testes. Just small amounts of hormones are released. They travel throughout the body, through the blood, and then they work on sites throughout the whole body that all involve within our metabolism, our immune response, every single function, our brain activity, they found that the hypothalamus is directly related to the activity of our brain being conscious and awake versus being so tired, even if you wanna watch something or talk to somebody, you don't have it in you. And that's just one of the glands. So the glands are needing these trace materials in order to make hormones and the hormones run our body. For example, let's throw them out a couple because it'll help people. I know that they'll say, I've heard some of those. Oh, I haven't heard of that. The thyroid hormone, which is so important, is called the master gland. I mean, it's the one that affects every cell and every organ in the body. It controls the rate that dying cells are replaced, which means it is integral to our metabolism of maintaining ourselves. It can raise and lower your body temperature. And then other hormones, insulin for sugar. It signals the liver and the muscle and the fat cells to take in the glucose. And if there's too much glucose in the system, then it signals it to be stored as something called glycogen. Now this hormone is really important because we use it every day and we don't think about it. It's called glucagon and it controls your blood sugar when your sugars drop too low. So it's the one that's telling the glycogen to come out of storage and get back in there. And how many people miss breakfast or miss lunch? And where do you think you're getting the primary energy to run things? Is through glucagon telling the glycogen, hey, release some of that stored glucose, we've been eating it here. Then there's estrogen, oxytocin, anti-diuretic hormone, thyroid stimulating hormone, calcitonin, parathyroid hormone, progesterone, prolactin, testosterone, 
serotonin, cortisol, adrenaline, growth hormone, somatotropin, the thymus hormone, etc. And I say that just not so you hear a barrage, but remember each one of these hormones came from glands or glands and they required trace minerals to operate functionally. So while you are still alive, you are not being the vibrancy that you could be if you had an adequate amount of trace minerals. And that's the important key. When I mentioned that effect in the brain of that consciousness versus unconsciousness, the brain is so important because that's where you create your reality. And if your brain is not functioning well, then your whole reality is going to diminish because you can see no way to even what you may want to create, let alone creating it. Yes, this is one of the aspects I found most interesting because some of the things you describe when you started taking it are a little in the gray area, like feeling more content all the time, knowing that it's all okay. It's easier to stay in the moment. These are the things that people meditate for. That's what they are trying to cultivate is these types of qualities. And I copied this down where you say, now, while the presence of Ormus can strengthen the vibrancy of the physical body resulting in better health, its presence may also strengthen the physical mind and allow it to expand towards its full potential. In this way, the mind can grow and become what it is meant to become. I believe this proposition has far-reaching ramifications for when a mind is well-fed, it grows, and the thoughts created may not be the same. The strength of a well-fed mind may allow for new and different thoughts, including a new way of looking at events occurring in one's life. And that's just a, a big wow, because you know people maybe don't think about the importance of how everything does start in the mind, and we want to apparently be more connected to our subconscious mind, that's uh, our intuition, and if you really dial in the strength of your intuition, your whole life can fork in a different direction. And people talk about finding their true path and having a hard time with that. Maybe just shoring up the inside of your body with this Ormus material can help you stay connected to the unseen parts of ourselves. Wow. See, you have hit on the mental aspect of ourself, which Ormus feeds, both through the bioavailable trace minerals and the M state. There are three other parts.
can't believe it. Um, that's right. I'm not exactly sure why that happened, but it did. plugged into the um, wasn't working you say now while the presence of ormus can strengthen the vibrancy of the physical body resulting in better health its presence may also strengthen the physical mind and allow it to expand towards its full potential in this way the mind can grow and become what it is meant to become I believe this proposition has far-reaching ramifications for when a mind is well-fed, it grows, and the thoughts created may not be the same. The strength of a well-fed mind may allow for new and different thoughts, including a new way of looking at events occurring in one's life. And that's just a, a big wow, because you know people maybe don't think about the importance of how everything does start in the mind. And we want to apparently be more connected to our subconscious mind. That's uh, our intuition. And if you really dial in the strength of your intuition, your whole life can fork in a different direction. And people talk about finding their true path and having a hard time with that. Maybe just shoring up the inside of your body with this Ormus material can help you stay connected to the unseen parts of ourselves. I bet my baby. Wow. See, you have hit on the mental aspect of ourself, which Ormus feeds, both through the bioavailable trace minerals and the M state. There are three other parts to each of us, and that is the physical, the spiritual, and the emotional aspects of ourselves in addition to the mental and this whole concept of what you've said how the mental is affected is addressed for all four aspects in two learning modules of the academy the first is called benefits of ormus and the second learning module which is very long is called part one Ormus, its history and its effect. So in the mental, as you mentioned, you get people have reported and it makes sense because of the minerals and the mind interacting with the hormones and the hormones coming from glands and the glands need trace minerals is that the left and the right hemispheres of the brain work better together. And so there's better cognitive function. And there's reports all over the place. I read one myself that I was referring to for myself, how having greater cognitive function, and this is just traditional reports, not about Ormus, helped people to have better memory and to be able to be more in control of their life versus having to go in a nursing home. And when you have a better mind, you get clarity of your thought. And it's clarity of thought that can allow you to move forward. I'll give you a personal, non-Ormus, but Ormus. 
I had a big, big surprise in I'm my sorry, life. That was and it caused me to have to move. Oh, Unexpected, unwanted, had to move. I'm looking at things from my glass half full, but it is still being very hard to make this all happen, the new move 13 hours away. Yeah. And it was at the it's point where if move. I had to write a check, I, I would put it off years. because I didn't see the check in my mind. I could only focus on oh. the 50 steps it was going to take me to make that check. Right. Okay? My mind was so clouded through the, the efforts I was doing to recreate myself. And so therein That's is awful. a personal example of I've the got extreme of what a lack of mental clarity will do for moving your life forward, mm-hmm. i.e. not. Ormus also affects your physical body because your physical body okay. is made up of okay. many things, including trace Sorry. minerals. If they were to take a physical body and burn it all down, including the carbon out, it's been determined that four pounds of your body are minerals and a thimbleful is trace minerals. So our body is utilizing this mainly as your DNA, because that DNA has got 64 trace minerals in it, and the DNA is what's making all the cells in your body and it needs to replicate them properly each time or else the cell is lacking something. Okay? And then that would be, you know, going on and on replicated. And so it affects your physical and the big one is health. Your immune system will become stronger. So when people say Ormus will better their health, it's not that Ormus is doing the work. It's the Ormus minerals and the M state that are allowing your body to have more vitality, be more functional, and be better able to fight off the disease state. Why is it doing that? Yes, that's such an important point because I've talked to a lot of people who have this suppressed cancer cure or SEACT, and there'll be a laundry list of things that it quote-unquote cures, and people will say, well, how can it cure so many different random autoimmune diseases and it's like well you're not thinking about it the right way it's just putting you in a state of health to where these things aren't problems for you and we're so depleted in these things people are getting all kinds of weird conditions and of course the system doesn't mind if we stay sick it would rather sell us random uh, petrochemical pills but what we're just talking about is simply putting into our body the highest form of these fundamental life fuels, these trace minerals, and it's really impressive. And time is really going by here. While we're still in this first hour, I wanted to at least try to relay to people one of the collection methods because I was quite surprised how simple it is. Probably the live oil process is the best place for people to start. Can you break that down a little bit for us? Yes, and I'm glad that we have spent really time to develop that M state because when you are doing the live oil process you're dealing with the energy that's within the minerals the live oil process is the simplest you'll take a glass container and not plastic and you'll fill it half with the natural sea salt of your choice 
no colors, no fragrances. And the other half with whatever oil you choose, whatever is your favorite. Like we like grapeseed oil. oil because from David Hudson's time, we've been told that the grape seed is the holder of a lot of aromas. And so grapeseed oil has always meant a lot to us. Grapeseed oil can be taken internally, and as I recall, I think it can be used topically too. I use sesame seed oil, which I know you can take internally, but I like it because I use it on my massages. I like the feel of sesame seed oil, but any oil. And you shake it in the container, and you use a plastic top, not metal. And if you do have a metal, you would just take a piece of saran wrap and double it, and then put it on the top, and then put your metal container. So shake, shake, shake. People who are very enrolled in metaphysical aspects will shake it the number of times that a Fibonacci series number would be, one, three, five, they'll shake it 21 times, let it sit, shake it 21 times. You're getting those salt granules to be in contact with as much oils as possible rather than just sitting there. And then you let it set. Now, folks will say it's ready to use right away, and surely, you know, if you throw, uh, this is about like being like. Oil, the ormus form of oil, we feel is the M-state form in sea salt is an oil form. And the M-state form in the water molecule is an oil form. So just like Mm -hmm. oil will dissolve in oil, has an attraction for oil, likes, likes, likes. That M-state oil in the salt will diffuse into the oil. And so at the end of the time period, which can be as long as you wish, you know, the same day and others who believe in three days or waiting 21 days, shaking it occasionally, now you have put more of the M-state energies from the sea salt into the oil. And you would use your oil. Don't use it in cooking, okay, no heat. You'd use it as a finishing oil in food, or you would put it on your body. And this is not necessarily to ingest, I guess you could ingest it, but it just probably has a funky taste. Oh no, a finishing oil is ingestible, Greg. A finishing oil would be an oil that you would drizzle on your salad. Gotcha. Or if you made yourself a hamburger and put it on the plate without the bun, and you could drizzle some She's oil on that to make it more juicy instead of, let's say, gravy. Mm-hmm. Or vegetables. Vegetables. You could drizzle it on vegetables. Makes sense. Yeah, so it is a really simple process to, to get this high concentration. How long... Would you say before people tend to notice that they've ingested something their body's probably been depleted of? Is it, you know, one use? Should you do this every day for a week and then you start to notice? I'm sure there's all kinds of reports, but what, what do people generally say? I've talked to a lot of people who I'm have waiting. this suppressed cancer cure or SEACT and there'll be a laundry list of things that it quote unquote cures and people will say, well, how can it cure so many different random autoimmune diseases and it's like well you're not thinking about it the right way it's just putting you in a state of health to where these things aren't problems for you and we're so depleted in these things people are getting all kinds of weird conditions and of course the system 
doesn't mind if we stay sick. It would rather sell us random uh, petrochemical pills. But what we're just talking about is simply putting into our body the highest form of these fundamental life fuels, these trace minerals. And it's really impressive. And time is really going by here. While we're still in this first hour, I wanted to at least try to relate to people one of the collection methods because I was quite surprised how simple it is. Probably the live oil process is the best place for people to start. Can you break that down a little bit for us? Yes, and I'm glad that we have spent really time to develop that M state. Because when you are doing the live oil process, you're dealing with the energy that's within the minerals. The live oil process is the simplest. You'll take a glass container and not plastic, and you'll fill it half with the natural sea salt of your choice. No colors, no fragrances. And the other half with whatever oil you choose, whatever is your favorite. We like grapeseed oil because from David Hudson's time, we've been told that the grape seed is a holder of a lot of Ormus. And so grapeseed oil has always meant a lot to us. Grapeseed oil can be taken internally. And as I recall, I think it can be used topically too. I use sesame seed oil, which I know you can take internally, but I like it because I use it on my massages. I like the feel of sesame seed oil, but any oil. And you shake it in the container and you use a plastic top, not metal. And if you do have a metal, you would just take a piece of saran wrap and double it and then put it on the top and then put your metal container. So shake, shake, shake. People who are very enrolled in metaphysical aspects will shake it the number of times that a Fibonacci series number would be, one, three, five. They'll shake it 21 times, let it sit, shake it 21 times. You're getting those salt granules to be in contact with as much oils as possible rather than just sitting there. And then you let it set. Now, folks will say it's ready to use right away. And surely, you know, if you throw, uh, this is about like being like. Oil, the Ormus form of oil, we feel is the M state form in sea salt is an oil form. And the M state form in the water molecule is an oil form. So just like oil will dissolve in oil, has an attraction for oil, likes, like, likes. That M state oil in the salt will diffuse into the oil. And so at the end of the time period, which can be as long as you wish, you know, the same day and others who believe in three days or waiting 21 days, shaking it occasionally, now you have put more of the M state energies from the sea salt into the oil. And you would use your oil. Don't use it in cooking, okay, no heat. You'd use it as a finishing oil in food, or you would put it on your body. And this is not necessarily to ingest. I guess you could ingest it, but it just probably has a funky taste. 
Oh no, a finishing oil is ingestible, Greg. A finishing oil would be an oil that you would drizzle on your salad. Gotcha. Or if you made yourself a hamburger and put it on the plate without the bun, and you could drizzle some oil on that to make it more juicy instead of, let's say, gravy. Or vegetables. Vegetables. You could drizzle it on vegetables. Makes sense. Yeah. So it is a real.